0: Namo Tassa Bhagavata arahato sama sambudasa Namo Tassa Bhagavata arahato sama sambudasa Namo Tassa Bhagavata arahato sama Sambhudasa Buddha Mangsangam Namasami. What does compassion
1: mean to you? The gentleness, like self-gentleness, allowance and tenderness for myself and then for others. I can't feel compassion when I'm in the way, when my story gets really loud a lot of times. And then I block myself from compassion. So there there has to be stillness and quiet. What's been happening to me very recently is my awareness that I've really, really let go of, of judging mind. It's just like, yeah, they do that. That's the way they do it, and it feels great. And I think that's a form of compassion. That's beautiful judging
0: mind, something we are all hoping to let go of. If it isn't judging people outside of us, it's judging ourselves.
1: I notice that compassion has
0: nothing to do really with my willpower. So I have to gentle my own internal voice and then I find I'm softer to everybody.
1: There's a definition of compassion I heard. To be in the presence of somebody else's pain without fear because I want to be compassionate, often at the bottom of there's some fear. So that's the one I go to at the moment. with compassion when I can feel a sense of warmth and kindness, but not adding to the suffering of the person by feeling sadness. Just trying not to have that second arrow. I
0: tend to call upon equanimity along with compassion so that I can feel fully without having a storyline go on about the person. When I feel compassion and my heart opens and expands and I feel the suffering of another or many, I just want to envelop them all in safety and protection and know that I can't. So I just feel that expansion and caring.
1: I'm getting a sense that there's a lot of practice in this group and you know a lot about compassion. Isn't it interesting that the coronavirus is a
0: karuna opportunity? Karuna being the poly word for compassion, and corona means round because of the spike protein; it's round shape all of the qualities that you have spoken about are very appropriate for compassion. And the other word that means compassion in Pali is anukampa. Anukampa is a a trembling. It's like a vibration. When the heart is moved, when the heart is trembling, when you see someone in pain, And something within you, there's like a tremor, a trembling, you're responding to that, you're connecting to that, seeing other people's suffering.
1: That is a cause of compassion.
0: You can either see them or hear about it, not just during the pandemic, but during the last few years. There seem to be worldwide, large-scale disasters happening more frequently. We don't know what's
1: going to happen, do we? It's all uncertain, moment by moment. So this human realm is a realm of suffering. That is not new. Maybe the scale of it is new. But in the time of the Buddha, there was plenty of suffering. There was social suffering,
0: slavery, and abuse, and there were no organizations that were looking after people or defending people. There were many isms racism, barbarism, but there was also compassion. So when we see or hear about the suffering of others. And this human realm has been a realm of suffering from the time that it had humans in it or any beings in it. There's been birth.
1: Birth is suffering. Sickness is suffering. Aging is
0: suffering. Death is suffering, isn't it? Compassion doesn't only get informed about it and see it, But compassion is that urge, that anukampa in the heart that wants to reach out somehow and help or benefit other people's suffering. And the way that we want to reach out to help others is either outwardly or you help someone who has an inner suffering. Outwardly, like you see someone sitting on the sidewalk and you want to give them something to eat or hand them some money, or an alms mendicant is standing there with an alms bowl and they're hungry and you put food in it, then you might feel a lot of joy. I know from many years as an alms mendicant, walking in the street with my bowl standing. I used to stand outside a bakery or a place where there might be some food forthcoming. It was always interesting to see I would try not to want to be fed. I tried to keep my mind on the bowl and not be greedy and wish that people would hurry up and feed me because it was cold or because it was soon time to eat. But when someone would put food in the bowl, I would have such a feeling of gratitude. And sometimes they would try to give me money, and I would say no. I remember once in my hometown, Montreal, I was standing for alms outside a bakery, I had walked and stood in many places and gotten nothing. So, this was the last chance before I had to go back to where I was staying. This man came up and tried to put a large bill of money in the bowl. When I said I can't take money, he said, Well, what do you want then? I said, Food. So, of course, he went into the bakery and out he came with a bag of bagels. You all might know that Montreal is very famous for bagels, but the compassion that the bagels represented was much more beautiful to me somehow. I had no greed for the food. I just felt so amazed that this had happened. When we have compassion for someone and we express it by wanting to help them, when we offer generosity, that generosity needs to be embedded in the sense of compassion for it to actually be fulfilled. Otherwise, you see someone, you might have the anukampa, your heart might flutter with a feeling of compassion, but is it actualized? Does it really express itself? So the expression of compassion comes much more fully when we reach up to do something. So there's compassion by itself is such a skillful mind state, but the joy of expressing compassion and the joy of receiving compassion is quite special, very special. And like the compassion that reaches out to help somebody who has an inner suffering.
1: They're in despair or grieving, and
0: they express that to us. Or they're very angry, and we have compassion for them. Instead of reacting to their anger with judgment, we try to help them Make peace with their anger. We try to reach out in a way that helps them overcome their suffering. I see there's a doggy that wants to participate. (laughs) Animals are wonderful at expressing compassion. And that's why they're such good friends. They tend to be so non-judgmental. I think it's very important for us to sustain that non-judging attitude, to be able to fulfill compassion. Because if we feel compassion and it degenerates into judgment or into a contagion, someone's grieving and you start to feel sad. Someone is angry and suffering a painful mind state's because of their anger and you get angry because what they're angry at is making you angry as well so we have to be very careful to guard the mind and restrain the mind from devolving into the same kind of suffering that the person we're with is experiencing otherwise our compassion degenerates Into suffering.
1: And then it's no longer compassion. So these are things that are quite important to bear in mind. The beauty of compassion is that, like metta, it is also the quality of
0: goodwill in the mind. But compassion is much more difficult to express, than metta. Metta is a skillful mind state, and actually metta exists in every skillful mind state. If you have goodwill towards whatever you're experiencing, metta doesn't necessarily graduate into loving kindness. Goodwill is friendliness. If we're investigating the object of meditation, we are getting to know it better. And if we don't have goodwill in the mind, then we won't be able to investigate our experience. We won't be able to develop wisdom or insight. We won't mature our concentration practice. So metta is a bit like the oil in the machine.
1: It's the oil of vipassana,
0: it's the oil of samatha. The tranquility of the mind, the stillness of the mind, the settledness, the equilibrium, all of these are watered by metta. And equanimity is actually the culmination of the Brahma-viharas. But coming back to the relationship between metta and karuna, So with goodwill, we are wanting the well-being of others. But normally, we want the well-being of ourselves or someone we like. That's the easiest form of expression for goodwill. But on this path, because we try to restrain our negativities, we try to restrain our judgment or judgmental ways of expression, attitudes in the mind, then that means that there's more opportunity for us to have a friendly attitude, even to people we don't like, or at least to work on liking something about them. Have you ever tried to do that intentionally? Someone walks in the room and you have a memory, oh, that person said this to me, therefore I don't like them. But then you you hear that and you realize that's not a wholesome mind state, so because practice is going well and you you consider abandon that and bring up an attitude of, "I like this person because they're working on a very good project," or they're in the meditation center and they're practicing to free their hearts from all suffering. So you can find some good quality. To appreciate in that person. That's a practice of metta. How much more difficult is it to bring up compassion for someone you don't like? Or to bring up compassion for someone who's suffering when their suffering is really abhorrent
1: or difficult to see? For example, if you see somebody sitting on the street, and they have missing limbs.
0: Many years ago, in my early 20s, I was in India walking across a bridge on the Ganges River, and I saw a man sitting there, but he was only a stump. This person had no arms and no legs. And somebody had brought him there and sat him on a blanket. And there were coins and paper money strewn about on the cloth in front of him. I remember feeling horror at seeing a human being in that condition. But I didn't want my horror to be apparent because I had to walk past him. So I had to try to somehow put a smile on my face so that this man would not be offended by my horrible expression because I knew that the feeling of horror was so strong in my heart, how would I be able to pass him without offending him? But he was smiling. There was so much joy in his face. It was palpable. It was contagious. I think He had
1: compassion for me.
0: And that really lifted up my heart. It gave me the strength to walk past this person without dissolving into tears. I was so deeply affected by his physical suffering, what looked like to me a terrible condition for a human being. How could anybody live their life with no hands and no legs, but he had the most beautiful face.
1: So that was mesmerizing.
0: And then I made a little Anjali with my hands, and I continued to walk. Then when I came back from the Ganges, I had to cross the bridge again. But this time, I felt compassion because... I felt friendly towards him. I knew he was going to smile. I did not have horror. I felt more at ease. And so I could really have compassion, not a compassion that dissolved into fear or despair over his condition, but just a joy and an awe that a human being could be so advanced that he didn't need his legs or his arms to be happy. And I, I was such a poor, suffering human being that I could not imagine myself being happy without arms and legs,
1: no limbs, limbless. He was so
0: generous in his compassion towards me, and I felt so humble, like a fledgling on the spiritual path, just a baby. So it was a very important experience. I could never forget it. It taught me a lot about compassion. And I can remember that being able to be friendly towards this human being, having that warmth of heart, I could feel joy instead of sadness. I could feel closeness and warmth instead of I I need to cross this bridge quickly, like run away. I could be present with that. And this speaks to how important compassion is for us who want to practice pure presence. The pure presence that is ever transcending all conditions, even transcending our fear, of the person or the situation that we want to develop compassion for. Even that fear can be an object of our compassion.
1: So when it's
0: difficult to express compassion, then that's a place where we have to practice. And we realize how much work we have to do, because the full expression of compassion comes through bringing benefit to someone. However, the way of bringing benefit does not necessarily translate in a way that might physically benefit them. But if our own condition changes through our meditation practice, then that can translate into some healing that will go outwards. Blessing them
1: and all the world.